2: Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk, Cosmic Queries edition. This particular edition, I- I'm kind of tired of naming them other things, and I think maybe uh, Chuck, my co host, Hello? Uh, the idea came up, maybe we should call these office hours. Office hours. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. And just to get a little academic flavor back in it. Yeah, right on. Okay, we'll, we'll, let's experiment with that. It's Cosmic Queries. Office hours Office Edition. hours. Yes, <laughs> let's do that. Right. Chuck. Hey man, how you? Good to be here. Always. You've a pleasure. been Aruba for nine days.
1: Yes, my friend. I was in Aruba for nine glorious days. You're sporting a nice tan. And that, thank you. I've been working on this tan for nine days and forty years. And, uh, <laughs> but I have to tell you, after nine days in Aruba, uh, and I do not mean this in an unpatriotic way at all. I hate America. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, please. We're have some beach. We got some we beaches. We do have some nice beaches. Yeah. I've been to a few nice beaches here in the, in the States, but I got to tell you, that Eagle Beach, when they call it the second nicest beach in the world, yeah. they're not lying. Really? I mean, the sand is just the right but consistency. You can like the beach without hating America. What's that? You can like the beach without hating America. Yes, but it increases my love for the beach when I actually <laughs> juxtapose it against my hate for my own country. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which, by the way, people, do not write me, I love this country, this is the best country on the face of the earth, even when I don't agree with what this country is doing, I still love it. Okay? so And all of you need to take a lesson from that, okay? People write to you about that? Yeah, okay. people write to me. Like People write, people get very upset, they feel as though somehow we're being political on this show, huh? and, you know, I write them back because I know for a fact, whether it's you or Bill Nye, Mm -hmm. and I've met many of your colleagues Uh that you, especially you and Bill, you are not seeking a political bent. You are not seeking to deliver a political message ever. It is always about critical thought. It is always about the truth. It is always about the science. That is what it's all. And it's always about educating people or getting people to become curious for themselves so that they go find out for themselves yeah yeah that works yeah and so like it really pisses me off <laughs> when people write and say oh i like this show before you guys got all political just because you don't a- agree with the science well so it reminds
2: me of the the moniker that uh, harry truman had they called him give him hell harry give him hell harry yeah so harry why are you always giving people hell And he said, no, I just give them the truth. Right. They think it's hell.
1: Right. There you go. I like that. I just give them the truth. They think it's hell. So you got a question for me. What do you have? Yes, I do. Office hours are open. Office hours are now open. Okay. I feel like, what is it, Charlie Brown when he used to go see Lucy and see the doctor is in. Oh, yeah. Oh, flip the sign over. (laughs) Flip the sign over. Mm -hmm. All right. So, yeah, uh, we've got uh, our our queries from all across the internet, and we always start with a Patreon patron question. Because we are that low. Yes, we We, we, are. <laughs> no shame in this game, baby. <laughs> okay. give,
2: us the, give us some money. We'll I do don't know you. if I'll ever get over this fact. Enough. But okay, give, give us some money. We'll do if what you, you want. support the show, you get your question that's up first. Right? You give us some go money. Go to the front of the line.
1: We we will be your science whore. Okay, <laughs> that was too much, Chuck. Take it down a notch. All right, here we go. This is Kyle Yoakum from Patreon who says this. Kyle Yoakum. good name. Yeah, that's a pretty cool name. Mm-hmm. And he spelled it phonetically for me, so you know, which you didn't have. He, to he knows any... you need help. Well, that's good. That's true. <laughs> It's so true. It's like, don't F this one up, Chuck. That's right. (laughs) So he goes, my name is pronounced Kyle Yocum, and I, oh, I should do it a different way. My name is pronounced Kyle Yocum, and I'm from Tennessee. Tennessee? Tennessee. Tennessee. He says, it seems statistically impossible for life not to exist elsewhere in the universe, but I try to consider all the possibilities to keep an open mind. If we were able to look throughout all the visible cosmos, planets by planet, and found no life at all. Given our current understanding of the universe, what might be our best scientific explanation for why we would be alone? That uh, So
2: first, let me reaffirm the statistical unlikelihood of that before I then comment on what happens if it's true. All right. Keep in mind that if life only began yesterday on Earth— mm-hmm. It would have taken four and a half billion years for that to happen. Okay. That's a lot of time. A lot of time. It wouldn't make it would be pretty clear that whatever it is we call life was hard to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay? Nature was struggling for billions of years. Right. But that's not what actually happened. We have the ingredients of life on earth, hydrogen, oxygen, carbon, nitrogen, other and they're all here on earth as they are. Everywhere else in the universe, mm-hmm. practically everywhere else in the universe, right? These are the most common ingredients out there. One for one, number one ingredient in the universe is hydrogen. Okay, number one element in life on Earth is hydrogen. Okay, number two in the universe is helium, but it's chemically inert; can't use it. Right. So put that as you can breathe it. Right. It's great for parties. Yeah, great for parties. Yeah. But, but it, it, you don't interact with it chemically. It's good for YouTube videos. <laughs> so next in the universe is oxygen. Right. It's the next most abundant element in life on Earth, and then oxygen and the hydrogen come together as water. Right. Okay, and you will also find hydrogen and oxygen in other molecules, but we're mostly water by weight. Okay, next is carbon. We're carbon-based life. Right. And so carbon is next in order in life, it is next in order in the universe. So these ingredients for life on Earth are everywhere. Right, and so the recipe for this is actually the universe itself. The universe itself, okay. the universe itself. Now, so you have the ingredients, now you need conditions, right? okay? So whatever were the conditions on the early Earth, you, you, we have to ask, were they unique in the galaxy or are they approximately repeated elsewhere? In our current catalogs, we, we have rising through one or two dozen planets in the Goldilocks zone of their host star. Right. as are we on Earth. Right. So that you have happens. all the base ingredients, and in the tiny little blip of the universe we have explored in search for planets, mm-hmm. we have found one or two dozen planets in their Goldilocks zone. So now you ask, how long would it take? So you look on Earth, and the evidence, may, and recent evidence shows, we have possible signatures of life on Earth as early as 4.2 billion years ago. Okay. Earth only began four and a half billion years ago. Right. So, but let's even pull that in because that was very recent data and maybe it'll be overturned. Before that, the best evidence puts it at 3.8 to 4 billion years. That means Earth was around for like a half a billion years. Then there was life. Then something happened. And something happened. Right. All by itself. There it is. Right. The ingredients, the, the, the time. And the conditions. And the conditions, and it's not billions of years, it's half a billion years. Right. So however much challenge we have creating life in the laboratory from simple organic molecules, nature managed to do it all by itself. Right. Okay. So hence the statistical unlikelihood of it. But if we go around and search every single planet in the n- galaxy, Mm-hmm. Which is more realistic than the whole universe yes, we can travel between galaxies We don't have to do that yet, right? We, we ain't there yet, right, but our whole galaxy still and there's no other life That would force us to look back to earth and ask was there something truly unusual mm-hmm. That happened on earth our star is an odd no the location of our planet the mass of our planet the fact that there's water the fact that none of that is so we would have to find something that was Unusual to right. enable it
1: happening here, and then have it happen nowhere else. Alien DNA, <laughs> Okay. Oh, <go ahead. laughs> Which, of course, uh, negates the entire supposition of well, this, no, even if this whole like, question, it, right, it means it came from somewhere else, yeah, right? Exactly, right. But no, but then if it came from aliens, we'd find the. aliens. We have to find the planet. aliens, right? Yes, that's why I said it negates the supposition of the entire exactly. question. Exactly. Exactly. Go ahead. So
2: that would so science would then turn to wondering right. what would be sort of uniquely. It would have to be a one in a billion, well, however many, pl- no, uh, planets are out there. It would have to be so rare that it would have happened one in that many planets. Right. Okay, so let's say there's, you know, 10 billion planets. Right. It would be, be one in 10 billion chance of something happening.
1: Right. On Earth. And but, th- but, but the same thing is, like you said, all of those planets have the same building blocks yes. that we do. Yes, Yes. So what could that one thing be? Yeah. No, we don't that's what I'm saying. We don't science would have to turn
2: to then try to answer that question. Oh, I got you.
1: That's what it would be. I got you. Yeah, that's all. So we would just have right. So you would have to isolate that one difference. And it's
2: very hard to come up with a strong idea about how and why something is when you only have one example of it.
1: Right. So it's kind of like when the scientist goes into the laboratory and he's looking for the recipe for superhuman strength. And then all of a sudden, a small dog enters the laboratory and knocks over all the ingredients. And they come together in a little slurry and they start sparkling. And he falls down and slips in it. And then he gets up and he's a superhero. There you you go. That's the only. That's, that's the, a one in a that's hundred, the one billion in, thing. hundred billion a That's the thing. <laughs> and, and may I add,
2: that is how the Powerpuff Girls were made.
1: <laughs> Are you for real? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so there's a. The, By the way, so, how so do you know the Powerpuff Girls, which I love. Powerpuff Girls, you gotta love me some Powerpuff Girls. I do not know their origin story. I'm, you though. don't know the origin story? I did not, Imagine but I do love so, the Powerpuff Girls because
2: I have, I have a daughter okay, so, and a younger daughter. So there's the father, who's yes. a scientist. Who's a scientist. He's in the lab. Right. He's in his basement in the lab. Okay. And he's trying to mix these ingredients to create the perfect children. Really? Okay. The perfect girls. And so he mixes together sugar, spice, spice. and everything nice. Okay. okay. And as he stirs it, there's an accident in the lab, and Chemical X pours into this ingredient. Ah! And then there's an explosion. Right. And out come three adorable little girls right. with superpowers. With superpowers.
1: <laughs> I had no idea. Chemical X, the power poke Chemical Pope X girl. is the power Oh, that's yeah. cool. So that's what. That's your scenario. Yeah, that this is my yeah, yeah. scenario. Yeah. That's very cool. All right. Well, there you have it, buddy.
2: Kyle, that's so, it. So here's just, let me that- just add, because you know where he's going with that, yes, right? Yes, of course. So... so you might ask, will there be something that will compel scientists to say, oh, God did it? Okay? Well, yes. Because this is, you know, fundamental. Like, right. many religions would assert that Earth is the purpose of the universe and the and life on Earth, human life on Earth, is the object of God's affection. Right. We're in the universe, okay. Right. So, I can tell you that, um, that, I don't know how quickly anyone would start thinking that. Mm-hmm but what i can say is that if life on earth were divinely created okay and somehow we're forced to that conclusion okay it does not force us to any other divine conclusion
1: right okay right it, it, Right? That would be the extent of what you could conclude exactly, because exactly. you would be able to now isolate the fact that this is indeed a creation. Right. However, what you cannot do is infer from that creation the intentions of that creator. Intentions or all the
2: tracks that people have put forth right. that according to their respective religions was divinely revealed. Exactly. You must behave this way and right. worship on this day right. and eat this food right. and don't eat that food right. and treat each other this way right. and not the other way. Right. All of this is sort of the, the packaging of modern religion, or ancient religions as well as modern religions right. that are not required by the scientist who might be who might land there if, in fact,
1: Earth is the only place with life in the universe. Right. Well, once again, as a scientist, what you would do now is you would have to say, now I need definitive proof that I am supposed to... Act this way or eat this okay, So we need other kinds of evidence. I need, evi- I need other evidence. Right, exactly. So now that the evidence has actually said, yes, we are, this is the one thing, we are the, 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 the uh, ingredient X, <laughs> the chemical, chemical X. X. <laughs> chemical X is God. By the way, you'd have to also add the fact, right.
2: also add the fact, and right. I, I, I posted this during the Super Bowl, where if the football field is a timeline mm-hmm. of the universe, right, where one goal line is the Big Bang, and modern day is the other goal line, then the thickness, the width, the thickness of a blade of turf in, a far, in the far end zone equals the time from cavemen to modern day. Holy crap. Okay. So if, according to the Catholic Church which accepts evolution but asserts that at some point God breathed a soul yeah, to primates right, and exactly. that would make us humans distinct from other primates, mm-hmm. that would have happened somewhere in the, that thing, blade the, of, grass. The of grass. So my point is, if you're going to say God created the universe and created humans in his image, mm-hmm. which is what one might find in Christianity, it's it would be kind of hard to account. And we're the only life in the universe, such that. It'd be hard to say well, what? What is all that other stuff for? What what's what? <laughs> you, you got the whole rest of the timeline. Right. If really all this was created for us, why do we miss out on 4 billion, you know, on on 13, 13 billion, billion years of billion cosmic years. history? Right. Why, why, why do you wait so long? Right. I mean, these these would be sensible questions that philosophers would ask. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: And then, well, yeah, and the answer would be because he hasn't, there is no time for him, and so it's no big deal, no matter how long. You got the answer already. Yeah, the answer is there's no time okay. for God because he is from everlasting to everlasting. Therefore, time and space exist within him, oh. so he does not have to worry about time or space because all those things exist inside got of him. Put your catechism hat on. <laughs> He's <laughs> going. <laughs> preacher, preacher. Uh, Hey, listen, go for it! Listen,
2: I know all this stuff. You know, <laughs> you know uh, go for it. He got the explanation. Yeah, that
1: that would be the explanation. Yeah. You know, so. But
2: what I would say, you can flip it and say, uh, if your religion requires that human life is the only life and is the purpose of creation, right? And we do find other life, will you abandon your religion? Right, now that's a very good question. Right, right. That's that's just flips the table. Right. What does that do to the right. person who believes? Or you find an alien species smarter than we are. Right. Who can just completely manipulate us and put us in a zoo for their entertainment. Do they now become God? Well, so depending on what powers they exhibit, if they don't have the powers that your God and your religion assert, mm-hmm. Then you can't then directly say that they're God, or if they look really different from us, right? Then we're not in God's. We're not image. In God's image,
1: right? Right, and it's very. But that's funny, yeah. Right. So just, uh, just to be fair, in that. Right. In that rotisserie there. That's I got you. I got yeah, right. you. Oh, no, that's good stuff, man. That's good the, Almost a whole segment on that one. I okay. know. We did. And yeah. you know what? But guess what? It was really good. Right. I mean, because, right. Kyle, that's a great question. And uh, okay. quite frankly, uh, I, I found it fascinating because. Uh, you, your, you had your preacher hat on there. And listen, these are the things right. that people the, people think about this stuff I know. all the uh-huh. time. And to great peril, for the most part, there's a lot of people who this becomes confusing. And then that confusion leads to anger you only really have conflict when
2: you are so certain of your religious beliefs right and so certain that everyone else is
1: wrong in their religious beliefs and right. then you take arms against them yeah and see i believe that that comes out of uh just the opposite to be honest it comes out of um, the opposite sentiment if you know for a fact you have the truth then As you can rest fact. easy in that truth. Well, you should be able to, you'd think. Right. Yeah. So and, it, and you'd fear
2: nothing. Yeah. Chuck, <laughs> okay. you just ate up like the last two minutes of this. We can't even get another question. How about, why don't you tease the question?
1: What's the next okay, question? Okay, so that's what right. we'll do. We will tease the question. And so this is what Michael Ranger from Twitter would like to know. Sure. What's the deal with space dust? Is it dust? Is it gas? Is it rocks? What's the deal?
2: Good question. Yeah. Which we will get to when we come back. To Star Talk Cosmic queries, Office Hours yeah.
0: Edition.
2: <laughs> All right, catch you in a minute.
0: This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you, like FedEx
1: PXG.com slash StarTalk, code StarTalk.
2: We're back on StarTalk. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. If you didn't otherwise know by now, I also serve as the director of New York City's Hayden Planetarium, which is part of the American Museum of Natural History. Chuck Nice tweeting at Chuck Nice Comic. Yes, sir. Thank you. Nice. Yes, I am. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so this is this is uh, Cosmic Queries Office Hours. Office edition. Hours. We're just trying to rebrand it. We'll yeah. fix it if that flies. Yeah, we'll see what get happens. A little, good little sign. All right, put it out right, there. Right right, right, right.
1: Office Hours. Get one made. mm-hmm yeah. The doctor is in, and okay. you are the good doctor. Mm-hmm. So let's move back to our queries in the form of a we, we, we question that we We one at the end did, of the last segment. Right? What was it? Now? And it was from Michael Ranger, and he mm-hmm. says, What's the deal with space dust? Is it dust? Is it rocks? What's the deal? It's really Jerry Seinfeld. It's really right? Jerry okay. Seinfeld uh, <laughs> coming to us in the form of Michael
2: Ranger. So dust in the universe has a very specific meaning. Okay. So if you look at clouds between the, the stars, These are the things that make up some of the most beautiful photographs that you've ever seen from space Mm -hmm. Especially via the Hubble telescope. Uh, So those gas clouds Some are sloughed off from stars. Others are stellar nurseries ready to hatch newborn stars deep within Mm -hmm. Uh, so so the it's what we call it the interstellar medium and It can be in a gaseous state right with just gas atoms and gas molecules, hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, this sort of thing. They can make molecules in the form of carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, um, hydrogen makes a molecule with itself, okay. H2, we call it. Um, stuck up hydrogen. <laughs> stucking stuck it with itself. Yeah. But it's not the only one nitrogen binds with itself to yeah. make N2, oxygen, so we're not alone at this. Right. So. If the gas cloud is dense enough, there'll be pockets of it where the molecules come together and make really big molecules. Okay. Really, really, really big things. Right. And when you have a place where really, really big molecules come together, Mm -hmm. it behaves differently in the transmission of light from behind it to in front of it. Okay. It absorbs light in a way that turns the light red. And so we call it reddening. (laughs) Reddening. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Turns it red. It's called reddening, right? Okay, gotcha. Right. So
1: so only when it becomes large enough to do that do we then call it dust. That's all. So when it gets, okay, I got you. So these clumps of molecules that come together, to, once they do that. Huge, huge things, right. Once they do that. Once they do that, that's when it's dust. When
2: you have enough of that to affect the optics of the cloud, right. then we call that dust. Gotcha. And it reddens stars behind them. And so we used to think that certain stars were only red, because they were behind these gas clouds. And then we learned about this phenomenon uh, in the 20th century, by the way. So it's relatively modern discovery given the history of astronomy. And so, so when we say, when I say, we are stardust, mm-hmm. It is a figuratively and literally true thing, because you're not gonna form stars and planets until these, molecules, these atoms become molecules, the molecules become dust, and out of this dust cloud do you condense the planets. Nice. Okay, but now, a little bit of a loosey-goosey there. Okay. Because typically when you form a planet, stuff heats up again. Right. And it can get so hot that it breaks apart all the dust molecules. Okay? Oh. Yeah. Because heat will destroy big molecules. Right. So, so it's, when I say we are stardust, the dust didn't stay intact before it became us. Then it would be supremely poetically true. All right. But um, nonetheless, the, the gas clouds that make star systems, they start out as dust. And so that's why I feel comfortable saying that. But so the, if you want to take me to the limit, I'll then give you that full explanation.
1: Right? As so, you just did. Right. right. Yes. So the dust <laughs> itself is is really on a molecular level. It's not the dust that we think of when we see oh, dust. it's f- Way smaller. Yeah, than it's not the dust there. that we see like when you on a when a shaft of light is coming through a window in your home and you see these little par- particulates floating oh, yeah, in the air. Smaller than that. It's right. Much smaller so, than right.
2: that. And the, and it's mo- molecules. It's molecules coming together. And by the way, there are ways that molecules stick together that don't involve complete up atomic uh, 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 electronic bonds. Okay. So when two atoms come together, they're sharing or exchanging electrons. Right. So that's an electronic uh, uh, bond. And then when you get really big, you can have molecules attached together just because their shapes fit. Right. Or just because there's something
1: I found you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can't believe we fit together like this, girl. Oh.
2: <laughs> so there are other ways that you can stick molecules together. Gotcha. When that begins to happen, that's when you get that's when you get these phenomena.
1: Oh man, that's so cool. Dust. All right. Dust Who knew universe. there was so much in dust? Oh, by the way, in the very early universe, before we made
2: before the stars made the heavy elements like right. carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, mm-hmm. the, Earth, the universe was born with hydrogen and helium primarily. Okay. All the rest came later in stars. That's gotcha. it. Okay? In the early universe, when they had gas clouds, there would not have been dust because you need all those other atoms to build up and make dust. There you go. Early universe tends to be rather dust free.
1: Nice. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we were much cleaner. <laughs> much cleaner back in the day, we're, baby. We're freshly born. Yes, we're freshly born. Mm. got that new universe smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very cool question, right. Michael Ranger. All right, let's, what else move, you got? let's move on. Office hours are open. Office hours are still open. The universe. All right, here we go. Gatano Maron wants to know this. Thanks for that name, by the way. freaking hate your parents. It um, <laughs> uh, so wants to know this. Says, uh, does time expand the same way and for the same reason as space? So that's a great question. I, yes. Okay, time
2: is a coordinate. Right. All the other coordinates are stretching out. Why can't time? Can't time. Why not? Right. So we don't have evidence of this. It would have been kind of cool if that were the case. Okay. We just don't have evidence of it. And so what would the evidence be? When we look out to space, we see things not as they are, but as they once were. Okay. Because it takes time for light to reach us. That's the way my wife looks at me. <laughs>
1: As you I, once. As I were. am, but as I once was. <laughs> Thank you, baby. <laughs> Please don't ever see me as I am now. <sighs> so
2: so it means if there's anything that was affected by time being compressed in the past okay. relative to today, it would manifest in the physical phenomena that we observe. Okay. Okay, so maybe things would happen faster. Right. If time is compressed. Okay, so one second today is stretched out. One second back then is tight. Right. If if you want to put think it, of way, yeah, want to put it that I way. That way. So you look back then. No, things are not happening faster. Right. Things okay. are not. Everything is still working then the way it works now. Okay, the closest we've gotten to this is a research paper that I happen to be co-author on. Woo. The lead author of whom. Ended up getting the Nobel Prize. For, what? As, which was a piece of a much larger research project mm-hmm. um, that he did. His name is Brian Schmidt. So he headed a team that discovered that the universe was expanding faster than it should have, mm-hmm. that it shouldn't be. And that was the, the co-discovery of dark energy. Right. Accelerating universe. Accelerating universe. And this paper was early work that... All came together in his big project to study what exploding stars are doing nearby and far away. So what we have in that paper, the very first measurement ever, is an exploding star far away Mm -hmm. and an exploding star nearby. Okay. They should, according to other uh, other for other reasons, be exactly the same in how fast they get bright and how fast they become dim again. Okay. Star blew up. Right. You can measure this.
1: Right.
2: It, It was just a regular star. Got bright. Then it started getting dimmer again. Okay. We know what that should look like. And because we've modeled it. Okay. So now we look at the one far away and it doesn't match. We say, how come it doesn't match? Oh my gosh. Is it a different kind of exploding star? Then you invoke Einstein's general theory of relativity Mm -hmm. to show that since that light has been traveling long ago, the universe has expanded Mm -hmm. so that... Time intervals of when stuff happened has been stretched out over that time, in the time it took to reach us. Mm -hmm. If you take that, what we call light curve, invoke Einstein's relativity on it, it stretches to what it needs to be and then it matches exactly the nearby exploding star. In other words, the universe really is expanding. Okay, And the ticks on a clock get stretched out while it is moving through the expanding universe. That's wow. The okay. Holy crap. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. That's insane. That's what's throwing down. So that's what's going down. Right. But the event itself We have no reason to presume it happened at any different rate than nearby. Right. Everything we understand about an expanding universe says this is what will happen to that signal en route. Right. And
1: that's why you need relativity to apply to that. Otherwise, you have no handle on the internet. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to say, right. 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 Wow. Just be mysterious things going on. Exactly. Right. Oh, my God, that's
2: amazing. Yeah, yeah. We were quite proud of that result. The first time, now it's just a routine thing. What, a, what, a, what an understatement. Oh, you know, we were quite proud of that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but now it's, it's a routine thing. I well, mean, yeah, you, you just yeah. say, oh, the, the light curve doesn't fit. Um, let's see what it needs to be for being at that distance. And then it, it, you do that, and then it fits exactly. It fits perfectly. Every single time. Just fits exactly. Wow. Yeah. that That is really... Now, you could, you could assert... That time was different then, uh-huh. and it didn't change on route here. Okay. Okay. But I would then say, I would say, uh, because the universe is expanding, we expect that to happen. Okay. So, and when it does happen, we're not then looking
1: for other explanations. Gotcha. you. If we did that in science, you'd be well. Yeah, you never do. You never go from any place you are. You never are. go any place where you know. Right, right. right. You stay right there, just looking for other different things that it could be. And it could be when what you have is a perfectly fine right. explanation. And this is already working. It works experimentally and theoretically. Right. Generally, when you have that agreement, you move on. Right. Yeah. Wow. Man, that was a great question. Okay. Hey, Gattano, Gattano Marone, that was a really. I want you to apologize to Gattano's mother. I'm I'm sorry, Mrs. Gattano Marone. <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because yeah. you have a simple, boring name. This doesn't mean, everyone
1: else has to, I, so you have to. So you don't mess up reading their names. Yeah. Well, Mrs. Marone, your scion is uh, quite profound, and we appreciate uh, their question. All right. All right. Let's get to uh, J- Jet. Kusanji. Uh, where did they say where they did it? It's tweeting tweeting to us from At the Fury. At the wait, at Jet the Fury. At the Fury, okay. Jet the Fury. How cool is that? Do you think if in the past scientists weren't always portrayed as evil, the public would be less anti-science? Yes. And I mean, like in the movies and television, the scientist yes. is always the bad guy. Yes. N- Next question. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I should have I saved that for the lightning round, okay, I guess.
2: Okay, so, so first of all, the scientists were not... I don't think that's the biggest problem with the portrayal of scientists, historically. Really? Because there were maybe a third of those scientists were not evil. Okay. Were co-opted by an evil genius. Right. Or an evil uh, 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 ne'er-do-good-doer. Right, whatever right. Ne'er-do-weller. Ne- Ne'er-do-weller, thank you. Right. So, for example, in, in the old Superman... Television series, right? There was always some scientist that was helping the criminal do their work, but was didn't really want to. That's true. Right. A lot of times, the scientist was an unwilling participant. Unwilling participant. That's true. That was even the case in Back to the Future. That is true, yes. Where the the, the Libyan terrorist wanted Doc to make a bomb out of the plutonium. Right. And he just wanted the money for his research, so he double-crossed them. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So, as any good scientist should do if you're you're given money to make a bomb by terrorists, right? right? Exactly. Uh, Now, who else did that is, of course, um, Iron Man. That is correct. He uh, denounced- No, no. He They want him to
1: make a bomb. Right. Yeah. So I'm making a bomb. Get out of here. Right. And, he right. exactly. and then he made a suit. Escaped right. with it. But that was a little bit more for uh, self-preservation. <laughs> he needed that suit to get out of there. You know? But then even after that, he was like, I don't want to make weapons anymore. Yeah. I want to do something good with this power source I right. discovered. Right. Exactly.
2: So so um, So my issue with the portrayal of scientists is not that they were- More than half the time shown as evil or evil geniuses. Okay. It's that they were never shown to be completely human in all emotional dimensions. That
1: is true. They're very
2: one-dimensional characters. Yes. And it was like, "Doc, is the world going to end or not?" And you go behind the lab table and they got the lab coat on and the wire hair and they say, "Well, it it uh, the the interaction of the thing whatever. Oh, give me it in English, Doc." Right. And then someone else translated, and that's all you see of the doc. That's all you that's see, all you see, right? That's all you see. You come in and you leave. Right. The first the first attempt to flesh out doctors that I know of and that I have seen was in CSI. Okay. Which portrayed scientifically literate, trained people
1: uh-huh. as beautiful people you might want to be. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, and they were all the, hot. they good looking. Good looking. A, right. smart. Right. B, right. they have fully fleshed
2: out characters. They fall in love. Right. They have jealousy. They have kids. They're right. married. Right. They divorce. Then they become real people like any other character that storytellers have been sharing with us. Nice. That, I, for me, was the transition
1: that was most important. Right. And yeah. now make them evil or happy, who cares? And that, Well, now, now you see more developed scientific characters in everything. 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 Everything, yes. Yeah. yes. Well, that's cool, man. Yes. That's very, very cool. Well, there you go. Out of time in that yeah. segment. At the Jet Fury, there's a question, so yeah, all there's right. your
2: answer. When we come back, we'll do more of the uh, Office Hours segment of Cosmic Queries on StarCraft.
1: Do you want to set up your child for success? or the personality there's one site for all the kids in your home pre-k to 12th grade kids can use it at home on the computer or on the go through the app on your phone or your tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. And no more trying to figure out how to explain math equations or grammar rules yourself. IXL has built-in explanation videos. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S., Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Star Talk Radio listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash StarTalk. Visit IXL.com slash StarTalk to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
3: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Star Talk,
2: Cosmic Queries, Neil deGrasse Tyson here. This is the Office Hours edition, which is just what we've called... You know, Popes Queries, cosmic Galactic gumbo. Gumbo, that was a good one. Galactic gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> so Maybe we should take a fan vote to see what you yeah. want to call it. It's not a bad idea. I'm kind of lean into the gumbo, but office hours is so natural and so quaint. And I used to hold office hours when yeah. I was like teaching. So it's just, you're there, you, you know, and it's like, it's like selling lemonade. Right. You're not chasing after people. Right. It's just there. That's funny. And you either show up or you don't. Wait, you
1: you. T- I didn't know you taught. What what what, what, what? I, I did not know that. Of course I did. Oh, I taught for years and years. That's got to be weird. There are people out there who is like that guy used to be my teacher. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. out There, that's so, cool. there's a
2: there's a larger set that were out there for classes. Uh, that I TA'd for. I was a teaching assistant while you were a graduate student. Right. And there's thousands of students from that era. Right. And then afterwards, uh, then I teach... Yeah, I taught uh, intro astronomy and some advanced You must hypothesis. have been very good. And I'll tell you why. Because with the notoriety that you now hold. Which is fame for, for doing bad things, by the way. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Notorious. Sec- Let me tell you something. From some I'm
1: you, just telling you. According to three vocabulary word. separate sources, yes. you are the second famous scientist on of all time, from three different separate sources, you're the you're the second most famous scientist in all of scientific history. Okay, the first, but and, and it is I would list like Copernicus and now, Newton and Galileo, because you're a scientist, and Darwin but, and and Einstein
2: and Feynman. Okay, but and see Stephen Hawking. Okay, and see you, uh, you
1: Democritus. We're talking about America though here, man. See there's you a, all American those people Jack. you just mentioned. You got to read. <laughs> 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 to know about them, you got So, in a random sample, t- I got to tell you, in a random just sa- look at TV, so also too, in a random sampling, what's going to happen is whatever's the first person that pops into your head right. is who you're going to say. Right, of course, okay. Rather so I understand what you're saying. Like, right. oh, Einstein. Clearly, I get it. Right. But no, if you just were to stop somebody on the street, the first thing that's going to pop into their head is the person that they're most familiar right. with, most in their face, right. right? And so, according to the to the surveys, it's um. Carl Sagan Mm -hmm. you and then Stephen Hawking really yeah wow yeah so well, good,
2: good for Carl Sagan. The boy's been dead for twenty years, and yeah, he's, he's,
1: keep, still, he's still keeping it going. But you know what? It's, it it goes to show you the power of media, though, mm-hmm. because most people know Carl Sagan because they know him from seeing him on television and seeing him on the Tonight I mean, Show. Seen him billions and, 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 billions,
2: and billions of times, billions, billions.
1: <laughs> so uh, what I'm saying is, you have he immortalized to immortalize the turtleneck. It's right? <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Nobody wore it better. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> But what I'm saying is you have to have been a really great teacher. And the reason is, with being as notable as you are, there there would be a plethora of people on the internet going, yeah, I had that guy as a teacher. Oh. He f- I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, I'm sorry. Say. He, he freaking sucked. Oh, you understand me? Okay. It, would've There's come, no way, it would've come back in your face. Right? There's no way you could be as ever present as you are in this, with the media presence that you have yeah. and have been a bad teacher because it would be too many opportunities for people to go on social media, yeah. to go on all different kinds of platforms and say, oh, I had that dude as a teacher. He sucked. Right. <laughs> and not one, and that's not out there at all. No, it's not. So you had to be great.
2: Okay, well, that's, that thanks for those uh, brilliant deductions, <laughs> yeah. but I'm still saying Notorious means you are famous for doing something bad. That's okay. Like, I know what those from the, Well, thank you for I mean, no, no, no no No, no. I mean, notori- no, notoriety yeah. comes from Notorious. Notorious, is correct. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
1: No, you're right. Uh, but no. So uh, that's great. You used to be a teacher.
2: Yeah, yeah. Probably There are probably five or 6,000 students out there who were my former students. Cool. Yeah. I graded their homework and their exams and everything.
1: Oh, yeah. Dude, that is so fun. <laughs> I didn't know you didn't wonder, know this. I did not know that. Oh, I wonder no. if I wonder if these people like kept their papers now. And oh, he's like, I, I got an A plus from Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't know that I signed them though, right? Oh, I, you know, yeah, I guess so. Because yeah, my see, my teacher signed mine, but it was with a note that said, "Please come and see me." You see me, crab apple.
2: Yes.
0: The principal must be done about your go son. Go to the principal immediately. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, what do you have? Office hours. What do you have? All
1: right, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Jessica Schaffner from Facebook. And Jessica says this, how can the average consumer of news know which sources are the most reliable? Taking it a step further, how can we find sources that are unbiased and reliable? So now the only reason I ask that is because as a scientist, I know that you have a – a discipline, as I'll call it, uh, for all information. That's because a good I word. know all scientists do. So that's a know. good word. Yeah. 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 So so all right.
2: Uh, there's no way escaping this. Okay. If you want to be if you want to be insulated from complete ch- charlatans out there, okay. creating websites that are either outright fake mm-hmm. or websites they think are true, but if you knew anything about the physical universe, you would know that they were not. So there's no other way around this. Science literacy is an inoculation against the claims made by others where they would be exploiting your ignorance of the laws of nature mm-hmm. against you in their favor. Right. Okay, so so, so your education, your base of education matters here. Mm. But of course many people, <laughs> the catch 22 is, you want to get educated from the internet? Right, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so so uh, in the days when you learn via books, there were editors at publishing houses, and publishing houses had integrity, and they had um, standards. standards. <laughs> right? And you had to get through a copy editor, a content editor, a final editor, the editor-in-chief. Mm-hmm. All of my early writings had these kinds of filters, and I would take on my purposely take it to colleagues of mine, who who would give it a fresh look. As I'm writing about science, if it's their expertise and I'm stepping a little bit out of my expertise, they might have insights that I don't have. So you have to recognize the possibility that you could be wrong, right at all times. Okay. Only then do you then seek out uh, supporting or conflicting information that you then have to sift through. All right. So I would say short of curricula in the school system having a new branch called how to be internet savvy. Right. That's something we need. Right. Which is not there. School system still views us as empty vessels where they pry open your head and pour in information. Mm-hmm. And then they stitch it back up and say, now go, go forth. Go forth. Go forth. Go so, forth, young Frankenstein. Yeah, so, 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 <laughs> Okay. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, never gets old. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> That's right.
2: Frankenstein. So uh, what am I saying? You keep, how, how I'm am I sorry. To, how am so I supposed to on your
1: head up, and
2: of you go forth. Go forth. Right. Okay. So, so in there, the curriculum has to have added elements that... That basically is a, is a BS detector, right? A, a bologna sandwich detector. There you go. So in there, you invoke. You say, "All right, um, does this website have something to gain by having me read their content? Mm-hmm. Are they trying to sell me something? Mm-hmm. Are they uh, th- that?" Um, generally, people who are highly educated mm-hmm. are sort of less susceptible to things that would exploit ignorance because right. when you're educated you have less ignorance right, right? that's why the, the, there's a wider base from which to work exactly you have a wider base of information from which to work you're a little better protected so if you're going to choose a website i would lean towards i would lean towards .edu websites ah oh, many universities nice. whole courses are online look at that Whole courses are online now Ew. on all manner of topics. It's good stuff. Okay, and now I don't know if you can be a .edu, obviously, which stands for education site, and then not be an educational institution. All right, I don't know, but check T- track institutions. Right, it, especially the big ones: UC Berkeley, MIT. Right, um, just the University of California system, the um, you know University of Minnesota, University of Chicago. These huge places tend to have a lot of courses mm-hmm. and a lot of professors who are eager to put their stuff online. Gotcha. And I've brushed up on many a topic mm-hmm. just by looking at somebody's course curriculum wow. that they were teaching. So Dude, that's great. So, that's so, a great, ex- I've never even considered that. that. would be content. Nice. Then stay with the EDU, then look at political commentary there. Right. Look, look at the political science classes because they'll be more likely to compare and contrast right. rather than to try to get you to do one thing or another. Right. Okay, so you might say, "Oh, but wait a minute! Uh, academia is a bastion of liberal right. whatever." You might say that, but don't confuse, don't confuse knowing what is true with that which happens to be true conflicting with your political philosophy. Right. These are two different issues. Exactly. Okay, yes. so just I want to make that clear. Okay. Okay. We gotta I, go. We gotta go. Lightning round.
1: Lightning round. Let's do it. Okay.
2: What do you have? Okay. Here we go. Wait. Minute, next after dot. Coms, I mean, dot, uh, edus .edu would be dot .orgs. Dot .org, right? Okay. Museums are dot .orgs, for example. Okay. And other things like that.
1: Okay. Let's find out. Let's go. All right, here we go. Lightning round. Uh, uh, Carrie Bailey, coming to us to uh, from Twitter, says, "How ill prepared is Earth for an intergalactic space war such as in the Avengers?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pissed off
2: that you know. Uh, In my day, superheroes would stop the criminals in the street. Right, make your life safer. Exactly. Now they're all just fighting each other. Yes. Why?
1: I don't. I, and why did I come to Earth to fight each other? Find yes. some other damn planet. Well, you know that's because we have uh, better special effects now. That's why. <laughs> that's why that happened. Because back in the day they had to just fight in the street there, but now we can knock down whole buildings. Yeah. And that's why they always come to New York. Why are you fighting in my city? Right. You never see the Avengers fight in Iowa <laughs> there ain't nothing to knock down. Oh. Uh. they destroyed four cornfields. This is crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, have
2: you have your fight on some other damn planet, right. or do it in the Mojave Desert, but stay out of my streets. There you go, New York. All right, so no, I we're not prepared. We direct them to the fighting zones. <laughs> 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 fight somewhere in in the Siberian tundra, whatever. Right. So no, we're not prepared for this. No. Okay. okay there you go. go.
1: Anthony Fisher from Facebook would like to know if you could ask an ET, an extraterrestrial. Astral Intelligence, just three questions. What would they be? One, please help us save us from ourselves. Okay.
2: That's question one. Question one. Question two, I would pull out a periodic table of elements and a few other pictographic uh, aspects of our scientific discovery. Okay. And say, how does this match with what you guys have found in this universe? Mm-hmm. Because if they speak any language, it's going to be science and math. Not French or English, even though the Bible was written in English. Right. <laughs> 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 if, if, so your, your your point of communication is going to need to be something mathematical or scientific. Okay contrary to what was part of the, the story message in the film, Arrival, right. where they needed an anthropological linguist. It's like, no, that ain't how that would go down, right. yeah. okay? They flew here in a spaceship that's floating over your thing. Right. We're not, they, yeah. they, it ain't hieroglyphics. It ain't gonna be hieroglyphics, <laughs> right. right, right. There's some science at <laughs> yeah, work there. It, right, right exactly. Let's get that. Let's right. get that figured out. Uh, third question um, might be, have they uh, figured out the origin of life? And the and the origin of the you know what was around before the universe. Oh, nice. Those are our biggest outstanding questions. Hey. That's what I would do. All right. Then now- I take him to lunch. <laughs> All right. Give them a beer. If, see wait. They, t- 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 I was going to say, what if you are lunch? <laughs> <laughs> take, take them to a bar and see what more they more what more they'll d- divulge there under the go. influence.
1: Okay, hey. time for like one last question. Okay, one go. I said at VX9 wants to know this. Um, is sufficiently advanced tech is indistinguishable, indistinguishable from magic. What future tech will look like magic to us today? Ooh. Good question, Ooh.
2: dude. No, no. So Person. I, I can't answer that, but what I will answer is, uh-huh. let us take your smartphone. Okay. Okay, today's smartphone right. was magic 11 years ago. That's pretty true, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's why. What? Oh my gosh! Yeah, you could do that. What? You could find grandma's house. What? You could what? It's got GPS in yeah. it. Porn right in my hand. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: oh my god! And okay. You got you'd have all of Beethoven's symphonies right there. The right. entire all every religious text in the world right yeah. there. Right. If it takes up too much space, just delete it. Right? People would. I, I I think about what I would show Isaac Newton and what would make his head explode. Mm-hmm. So that is, I think, the best example that we have today that in our own lifetimes would have been viewed as magic. Just complete, outright magic. There you go. Another one is, have you seen the extremely thin, uh, flat but curved panel TV? Oh God, so, yes! It's like, a oh, yeah, like sixteenth like yeah. like of an inch. Oh God, they're beautiful. And you look behind and say, "Where's this? Guy? How are you rest doing of
1: this?"
2: Damn television! Where's the how? So, so ten years ago, that would have been magic. As we're lifting hundred-pound flat panels, trying to connect them onto mounting brackets, right? So, so I like thinking what today was magic ten years ago, and there's a lot. So, yeah, I just I think investments in sci We'll keep that going. And on my deathbed, one of the things I will regret was not being alive just another 10 years more to see what, the next thing what the next be, thing will be. be what the next thing will be nice. Chuck we gotta call it a quits here alright alright uh, Chuck nice always thank good you. to have you man always a pleasure thank you alright thanks for coming back from Aruba <laughs> from your vacation of nine days you want to do it <laughs> next time you're gonna, you're gonna call in your next your next thing I'm <laughs> in mean, Aruba I ain't coming back so deal with it honey I'm never coming home <laughs> <laughs> you've been watching perhaps but more likely listening to Star Talk Cosmic Queries Office Hours edition I've been your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Until next time,
3: keep looking up.